Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to another episode of Shaking and Crying for this March 14th of 2019. I am Rob Roberts. And I'm Aria Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me wishing this fucking podcast would be over so I can get to sewing because I'm a horrible, horrible procrastinator. Well, I'm glad you're really happy to be here tonight, Victoria. I am very happy to be here tonight. I just couldn't think of anything else to say during that stupid little intro, so. Okay, that's right. I was like, can't you sew and podcast? It's called multitasking. Do you want to hear the ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk of the machine? Because (laughs) I don't think our listeners do. Sew it by hand, lazy. What the fuck is this, the Magellan Times? No. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so it's been a hot minute since we had an episode. I mean, it wasn't nine months, but it's been a couple weeks. two weeks. Yeah, but that's pretty much my fault, honestly. Like, Victoria, she's been a trooper, and she's doing a show all the way from Seattle. I am in Seattle, yep. Tell us a little bit about your trip. How's that going? Um, It went really well, uh, for the most part. Uh, So I left um, the other day. And on my flight up here, it was my flight from Burbank to San Jose. The flight attendant was sick of your shit because he's given his little intro on the thing. And he's like, he's like, if you're going to be listening to, you know, everything needs to be done on your phone. He's like, but if you're going to be listening to music, you need to be using headphones because I'm not trying to hear Candy Crush for an hour. <laughs> I was like, like yes, bitch. That I'm, is a I'm man. Just- I'm assuming that's the South Southwest flight because they're the yes. sassy ones. Yes. Yes. And that were is... you on were you on a Max Eight? I don't know. Cause oh, because I get a text message from Melody today. Cause Melody was my gal pal I went to Vegas with. I get a text message from Melody today. Did you know that when we flew to Vegas, we were on a Max Eight plane? And I could just like hear in the background, wah, wah. I don't even know what the whole thing about those Max Eight planes is. It, I just saw it. Did you hear about the crash that killed like 150 people in Ethiopia? That was a no. Max 8 plane. And then there was another accident like three months ago that was also one of those planes. So oh. those those planes are problematic right now. How so. fun. How fun. Yeah. Festive. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, it's okay. Um, but no, like the flight up here was fine. And then I've been here since Tuesday afternoon. Um, and yesterday I was going to spend the day working on my Janet costume and uh so i'd cut out the fabric for it and i went to go cut out the waistband and my dumbass grabs one of my skirt pieces and cuts the waistband out of my skirt um and basically i can't wear the costume now oh no yeah i mean i have more fabric at home it's not that big of a deal but um but yeah i was i was real upset I was real upset at myself. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go take a nap. Um, I'm <laughs> so Nap- mad. Naps are truly the best rewards. They are. And I was like, because yeah, I cut it out. And then I just kind of sat there like, you know, that meme of the little kid who puts the cup of noodles in the microwave with no water in it. He's got that goddamn it look on his face. It was basically that. So what do you do in that situation? Do you have to recycle one of your other looks because you're a cosplay queen or do you just wear jeans and a t-shirt for some I'm not going to go to fucking a convention in muggle clothes. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point of that? Um, no. So I'll wear, um, so I'm going to wear, originally the plan was to wear um, Cersei, which I wore today. I was going to wear Alphabet tomorrow, Jan- uh, Janet Saturday and Anna on Sunday. But now I'm going to wear, I wore Cersei today, I'll wear Anna tomorrow, I'll wear Alphaba Saturday, and then Anna again on Sunday. Okay, so yeah, so you basically just have to recycle. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. I did that last year. I wore um, yeah. I wore Alphaba Friday and Saturday last year. Um, so, I mean, it's not a big deal. And in the grand scheme of things, like, whatever, the costume will get finished. I'll wear it for WonderCon in two weeks. I'm not worried about it. There you go. Good attitude. Yeah, I was really mad about it when it happened, but then, you know. Yeah, let's just say I'm glad I wasn't there when you fucked up your outfit because I probably would have died. Yeah, you probably would have died. I was sitting in the living room uh, at our friend's house and I just went, God fucking damn it. You're like, you're like trying to walk that fine line between I want to be a good house guest, but damn, I want to flip this table. (laughs) Yeah, basically is where I was. I was just like, I have to go outside and scream into the wilderness for a few minutes. Just excuse me. Are you, are you staying with John? I assume. Yes. Like, okay. Excuse me. Hi, John, John, do you have any dishes I could break? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, 
it's needed. It's necessary. It's um, important. He, it's funny because like he wasn't feeling well yesterday, so he was um just like indisposed. He's like either asleep or working in his office, and so he didn't know what happened until after we came back from seeing Captain Marvel. Uh. Yeah. So he we were sitting at the kitchen table, and his wife Kim was like, "Did Victoria tell you what happened?" And I was like, "Oh God, yeah." So I'm not wearing Janet on Saturday. <laughs> Here's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we saw Captain Marvel yesterday. That was really good. How was that? Because I know that's, there's been a lot of controversy about that online where like a lot of man babies have been complaining. Yeah. It's about mostly man babies who can't handle it. Which is, um, which I mean, the movie made buku bucks. So it just goes to show you that like Twitter dumpster fire people don't matter. Yeah, exactly. And except when it comes to politics, go figure. Yeah, right. How the fuck did um, that happen? Anyway. So, no, Captain Marvel was really good. And, like, everyone was like, oh, the Stan Lee tribute at the beginning is going to make you cry. And then it happened. I looked over at my friends and I was like, was that it? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm fine. <laughs> like, whatever. Wow, she um, cold. She cold. But, I mean, like, well, I'm not super into Marvel anyway. Like, it's, it, I like it, but I'm not, like, going to, you know, jizz my jeans over it. Well, um, and also, and also, here's the thing: like, st- like I, I, I'm not going to talk negative about Stan Lee. He was a genius. He did a lot of great things. He has a great message. The man was what, like, 93? Yeah. Like people don't live forever, and yeah. I know that's sad. And sure, we should have a moment to tip our hat and respect. But at the same time, like, am I going to be like so upset? Like, I can't believe he's yeah. gone. Like, yeah. this is like this is. I, I am preparing myself each and every day for the inevitable that Betty White is going to die. Yeah. Like, and I know, I know I'm not supposed to talk about it. I know it's like on the gay list of like things we don't talk about in public yeah. spaces, but this is a safe space here at Shaking and Crying and we all need to prepare ourselves that Betty White's going to die. Yeah. And it's um, going to suck. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to cry, but it's going to happen. There was a guy at the con today dressed as Deadpool, but he was, um, he was Deadpool Stanley. Oh, I thought it would be like Deadpool uh, Dorothy because didn't Deadpool no. have like an obsession with Dorothy's Warnock or something? I don't know. But like he had, he was Deadpool Stanley. So he had the glasses and the mustache. Oh, I thought you meant Stan for the Golden Girls. I don't know why no. <laughs> my brain immediately no. went. <laughs> You're so gay. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Queen. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Um, and yeah, I went to I went to the convention as Cersei from Game of Thrones today, and a lot of people were very like very receptive to it. And you know what's funny about this costume? Hmm. Um, I had made this costume shortly after our very good friend Goofy had passed away, and mm-hmm. I made it to wear to a Rocky show because mm-hmm. they were having um, a geek theme show or whatever, like just general geek culture theme show. And I went up to the Bay Area to guest perform for this show. And they were like, okay, well, you have to, you know, do it in costume. And so I whipped out this fucking Cersei Lannister costume in an afternoon. Um, And I had completely forgotten about it until a few weeks ago. And I found it in my closet. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. And so I wore that today. And it was I was very, very surprised at how receptive it. People were like, oh, my God, the dress is so pretty. I'm like, I made this shit in fucking four hours. Are you serious? Okay. That's like those... That's like those people that write hit singles that are all over the radio in like 30 minutes. It's... Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, uh, what was it? Um, Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. That's what happened. Uh, Stevie Nicks heard this, heard the name Rhiannon, sat down for a song. That's the enti- almost the entirety of Alanis Morissette's Shaggy Little Pill, and you know that's holy text for me. I know. We know. We've talked about your obsession with Alanis on the show. I know. I know it came up on the show before, but <laughs> it's going to come up again. It's It's going to come up probably regularly, but what can you do? Yeah. Um, let's see. So, okay. So you're, you're out of town this week and you're still, still able to do the show. Cause you got a portable setup. I don't. So I was in Vegas a week ago. So that's why we didn't record last week. Um, I went to Vegas with Miss Melody, which I spoke about earlier. And we had a, we had a girl's weekend um, in Vegas and we had fun. We had a lot of fun. Like uh, we went to see the Gwen Stefani show, um, her residency at, at the Britney theater, but they changed the name. It's the Zappos theater, I think, or whatever. And it was it wasn't called the Britney Theater before, but like that's where Britney gonna, was. It, yeah, it's where Britney was. Hence, it's the Britney Theater, and it's never going to be known as anything else. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter that Jennifer Lopez was there. It doesn't matter that the Backstreet Boys were there or the nights that Gwen's not. It's still the Britney Theater. Uh, um, pause for a second. Can we talk hmm. for a quick, quick, quick minute about the fact that Britney's getting her own musical? 
I heard about that like briefly, but I didn't see all the. I it came up on the day that Facebook was down. Oh, so I yeah. didn't really see it. So what what's this about? Uh, it, I haven't really read a lot of the synopsis on it, but like it's basically going to be like Into the Woods, but with Britney music. <laughs> Like it's fairy tales with Britney music, and let I, me tell you, I cannot wait to see Snow White sing "Work, Bitch." I was just gonna say, I cannot wait to see who gets "Work, Bitch." Is it what Snow White's gonna sing? I don't know. Work? I don't know. I'm just or Cinderella. Like it would make more sense for Cinderella to get "Work, Bitch." Oh my god! You work, bitch. <laughs> you better step, work, bitch. The stepsisters singing yeah. it to her. Yeah. <laughs> you better work, bitch. That song, that's my fave. That is my absolute favorite Britney song, by the way. My Just favorite so Britney song is Stronger. Okay. That's good. Everybody should have a, a, a Britney Strong. And you or, should know Brit- your favorite Britney, Britney song, song off, the, off the top of your head. Like if you, you someone comes up to you and points you in the face, what's your favorite Britney song? You should be able to answer that without thinking. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be standing there going, um. Well, I kind of well... like it one more time and Toxic is really good. <laughs> no, you need to have that fucking answer on lock. What was that video where she was in the bathtub? Homework assignment, guys. Tweet us your favorite Britney song. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's a very good one. So tweet us over at Shaking Crying. There's no and in there because Twitter's weird. So it's at Shaking Crying. Yeah. Your favorite Britney song. We'll do do like an informal poll. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, so we saw Gwen. And actually, that's the first time I've seen a residency show. And I really loved it. Like, as far as like concerts go, that was really one of the best I've seen just because Gwen is a very energetic, you know, performer. I like Gwen a lot. I think you you kind of forget just how many songs she's really been a part of until she mm-hmm. does a show like this. And you're like, Jesus, like this girl's, you know, and yes, of course, it included the No Doubt stuff. And she kind of pitched it as, um, these are all songs I wrote. These are, this is a, I'm, I'm glad you all came here tonight to uh, listen to songs that I wrote because, you know, this is my life and all this stuff. And she had a lot of energy. She seemed to be in a really good new mood. I don't know if she had just banged Blake before the show or what. Um, <sighs> she was in a really good mood. And just with the, um, with the whole setup with the theater, there was just amazing costumes and the set like would go all neon, like when they did wind it up, which is actually like, as far as Gwen songs go, that's probably one of her worst but it's a pretty killer sample and like, but I loved it on stage with all like these little dancing cupcakes and like rainbow neon. It's just, it was way more shit than you would see like in a tour. Yeah. That's and, why I really want to go see Gaga's residency. Right, Cause you that, know, there's some fucking fuckery is oh, going to happen at that there's show. Like, there's a whole, like I've, I haven't read all the spoilers, but I did see like the intro with like a giant fucking mech. Like it seems like it's inspired by anime or some shit. And I know like, you know, the geek in me is so happy that Lady Gaga has been embracing her gamer side lately because she's been tweeting about the video game Bayonetta, which uh-huh. I know I know you're not a big gamer, Victoria. I've but heard like, of it. Because Bayonetta is fierce as fuck. Bayonetta is just basically like this sexy ass woman that just kills people with like hair, guns in a high heels. I played that game at your house. Oh, you probably did. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, I stayed at your house one time and yes. we played it and I was like, is she killing people with her fucking hair? And you're like, yes, bitch. <laughs> yes, that's Bayonetta. And Gaga just found this game like a year ago and she's like obsessed. So um, My favorite, so Gwen does one of the most amazing covers I have ever heard. She mm. does a cover of Rainbow Connection. Mm. It is so fucking good. If you she have didn't... not heard it, look it up. It's really good. She didn't do that one, but she did do "It's My Life," of course, because that's course pretty much that's pretty much a no doubt song now. Um, yeah. She did do "Tide Is High" by Blondie, which oh. I was like, yeah, giving me some Muriel's wedding tees, and yeah. um, uh, I obviously like her doing Blondie is a great match, so yeah. that was good. And then the one that really because Melody read the set list spoiler, but I went in like I don't want to. She said it's twenty two songs. I'm like that's all I need to know. Um, and she did a cover of Umbrella by Rihanna. Oh. And that was really good. She oh, kind of do amazing. She didn't really do the whole thing, or it was really short because you know there's no Jay Z or anything. But yeah, I, yeah, it was it was good. Anyway, the whole show was great. Like I I had a great time. And now now like like you said, Victoria, I'm like all about residency shows. I'm like this is the way to see a fucking artist. And do you know who's gonna be at the Britney Theater Who? at the end of the year? Christina. Oh shit. I know, and I'm like. Oh girl, and it's like I, I look at the bills on how much I spent on this Vegas trip, Vegas trip, and I'm like, oh bitch. But then I'm like, 
girl, Christina. That is going to be some fucking insanity. My only reservation is that I am very hashtag justice for Bionic. And I feel Mm. like that album will get ignored because most people did. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. um, But the other thing about Vegas. Okay. So Vegas isn't just about shows. It's about food. Okay. Sure. So like the food in Vegas. Oh, I bet you two. I bet you two bitches had a fucking field day. What's that? And shit. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying. Like, I know you. I've been to <laughs> Reno with both you and Melody together. And I remember how we fucked up that buffet. So we tried to go to a buffet. We went to, we tried to go to one at Caesar's Palace, but apparently it's like everybody knows it's the best one. And it was like $55 for brunch. And the line was like obscenely long. So oh, we, actually, we didn't get to do any buffets. So that's the sad part. And we went to White Castle for one of the meals, which Ew. for I know for me was a bust. And I'm sure for anybody listening who's like not in California is like, why did you do that? But I've never had it before and neither had Melody. And so, and we see these things in pop culture about Harold and Kumar go to White Castle or the callback lines in Rocky Horror about like, mm-hmm. what's white? And uh, has, has princess phones. Um, so we've always heard about White Castle, but have never been. So it was one of those things where it was like, all right, we got to try it, right? It's like Dunkin' Donuts. The donuts yeah. at Dunkin' Donuts aren't that good, but when you've never really had it before... And like, all you see are fucking advertisements for it yes. or like pop culture yes. things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Or like when you guys all come to California and you're like, okay, I gotta go to... And I'm like, all right. And now it's not that good, you guys. <laughs> I, I, As far as fast food goes, I think it is one of the better choices, but we'll say that... If I have a choice food. between that and Five Guys, I'm gonna pick Five Guys. Oh, but that bag of grease, no thanks. I know, exactly, that bag of grease, yum. <laughs> Them Cajun fries, though. Don't at me on this. So that was, like, probably the worst meal we had. But at the same time, it was, like, okay, bucket list. So it was, you know, a trade. Um, We went to – there was a really good cafe at Hard Rock that was so good we went there twice. Because we were across the street from the Hard Rock Hotel. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a really good – it was, like, a Mr. Lucky's, but 24 hours. It was really good. And so we went there twice, actually. Because it was one of those, like, it's affordable, yet easy to get into, like, good convenience spot. Um, Mm -hmm. but the place, I'm not going to bore you with like every meal we had, but I will tell you the place that we went, that was the big, like, this is the reason, like next to Gwen, this is the reason we're going to Vegas. We had reservations at the Hell's Kitchen restaurant. You fucking tourist. The brand new restaurant, but it's an actual Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Uh, the person who just won Hell's Kitchen on the fans and favorites apparently is the head chef. I didn't, I don't, I haven't watched the show in years. So I don't know who that is or who to look for. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was a little touristy in the way that like it's set up so that when you're in the main dining area, you can see the kitchen and it's split with the red team and the blue team. And they actually have the chefs in there dressed in red outfits and blue outfits. But I also kind of noticed that like the red kitchen and the blue kitchen didn't have the same stuff in them. Like the blue kitchen had a fire oven for like pizzas and stuff. I'm like, they're not, it's not actually, like it's all for show. The whole thing's for mm-hmm. sure. It's not actually competition. Nobody's screaming at people. But anyway, we ended up having a table by the window, so we couldn't see any of that. But we had a killer view of the strip. Like, we were just basically, like, the way that kitchen – or the way the restaurant set up, we were, like, hanging out on the strip. So that yeah. was cool. And we had um, – so obviously it's got all the dishes that are always talked about on the show. So the two big ones would be risotto, which I didn't order because I'm not super big on seafood, but I did order beef Wellington. Mm. I came. It was so good. <laughs> it was like, I'm not going to hold back like that. That was a fucking good meal. Like I had, uh, it was a whole little like price fix menu, like, like it's big in New York city. They have a lot of those. So like yeah. I, I got scallops to start that were good. And then I had that beef Wellington that was amazing. And then there was a dessert that like Melody, Melody was like, I'm not going to have dessert because maybe we're going to go to the cookie place that she wanted to go to a Bellagio. She's like, oh, but then like the minute my dessert comes out, she's like, okay, I got to have a bite of it. And then she's like helping me eat it off, which I don't blame her whatsoever because you it was fucking, divine. Melody, you fucking bitch. I know you're listening. <laughs> no, I love you, Melody. Don't listen to Victoria. But it was one of those like, girl, you and I both know that's not how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this is going to go. <laughs> but okay, I'll, I'll, we'll pretend. Sure, we're going to get dessert later. We'll pretend. 
So when I got when I got here uh, to John's house, I uh-huh. opened the bedroom door to the guest room, and there were two boxes of Girl Scout cookies sitting on the pillows waiting for me like mints. That's that's a friend. That is yeah. a fucking friend. Well, I mean, I bought them from his daughter, so like they were my cookies that I bought, but still. Yeah, no, Melody was like, mm, I don't know, because we are going to get a dessert later. And I just sat there on my bitch. I'm just going to eat two desserts. Like, I'm on like, vacation. Right? You're on, you're on, on vacation. vacation. Vacation calories don't count. <laughs> I'm going to eat two desserts. It's just like, like Disney calories. Disney calories don't don't count. <laughs> How is this? This is not complicated math. <laughs> yeah. You have one dessert now, and then a dessert later. And then you drink, and you have and a dessert you drink. later. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Fucking noob. That's how that's how we should market our podcast. Two dessert. What? Two dessert. Two dessert. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll give you it's diabetes not, if you listen to us. There's a double entendre there because we both really like food as well. We do. Oh, I'm a legit uh, snack, you guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was my Vegas trip. I don't know. Is there anything else I should talk about from that? I don't know um but uh no i mean like i mean seattle's been good i'm really excited for the next like three days of the convention so yeah you have your uh your vegas thing i have my seattle thing so we've just been busy we've been very busy for road shows um so i have a list of things to bring up with you tonight on our little our little talk um so the first one is things that like like, everybody's talking about this like i can't go anywhere and not hear about this and that is everywhere you look (laughs) (laughs) how appropriate everywhere you look this bitch is on tv she was never this famous before then she told her kids to a college degree (laughs) you're a fucking dork I know, but anyway, like, the, okay, so this, we're going to talk about this, the Lori Laughlin, 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 the Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman thing. So y'all, y'all don't live in a cave. You've heard this story about how basically they paid a lot of money for some dude that was from Sacramento, by the way, Sacramento represent, what? <laughs> Your hometown is so classy. To basically scam their kids into college. Um, and it brought up all this crazy shit that like, and it was, it wasn't just them. They were two of what, like 50 people died. They're saying it's like the biggest like college admission bus like ever or something like that. So anyway, they were like two of 50 rich people that were indicted on this whole thing. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but, but here's the thing. Like, I don't know about you, Victoria. I didn't have a great college experience. And. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk about my college experience, some of my friends from college are sometimes listening and will kind of be sad because they're like, oh, well, does that mean you didn't like us? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Like, obviously, the best thing to come out of college was the people that I met during that time frame. And honestly, and quite candidly, were the reasons that I didn't off myself during those years. Like, just yeah. I'm gonna t- sell, say it like it is. But like college was not the most pleasant experience for me. I went, I well, for one, when I started college... I had no idea about my sexuality. That all I discovered during my college years, which was very difficult because I was trying to live the dream of the white picket fence, uh, two and a half kids and all that stuff. And I had a girlfriend that I was seeing for two years and I kind of had to break the news. And that that was not easy. Um, Luckily, she was the girl that introduced me to the Rocky Horror Picture Show and still performs to this day, by the way. And Uh, without her, you wouldn't know me. No, uh, that's I guess very- you would. No, because that's Cammy. Never mind. You wouldn't know her, but anyway, it doesn't. I mean, all that aside, like obviously, obviously, she she's great now. I'm great now. She's married to a guy that I I don't know so well, but I know she's madly in love with him, and everything's happy, hunky dory. But obviously, at the time, it was really rough, and you know that obviously, like I kind of just felt like shit for what I was doing, but I also knew that like I was living this lie. Anyway, I don't mean to go down so far down a dark trail, but. Does it kind of like warp my perspective on college? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. But I also feel like college, the actual like education part of college and like going to class and doing those things day in and day out did nothing for me. Did nothing for me. And that's just my experience. Your experience may vary. But I, I know that like there is this 
pie in the sky, happy pie day, by the way, pie in the sky vision that we put like college on that, like, you have to be the first one in your family to go to college and graduate from school. Cause that was the pressure that was put on me is that I was going to be the kid that went into four year school and graduated and all that. Um, and like, you know, you have to do this and you have to do all this stuff because without a college education, you're going to be flipping burgers for the rest of your life, which is yeah. what I remember being told when I was in high school. And like the gag is that's kind of all bullshit. Like, yeah. so here's the thing. And here's why I bring it up. Here's why it's relevant to this story because Yes, what these ladies did was bullshit. And yes, they should be made fun of and drugged through the mud through it. But at the same time, why aren't we taking a good hard look at why they did it? And again, I'm not trying to excuse what they did. But but like, honest to God, Victoria, my first reaction when I heard the news, I was like, oh, I thought this is what rich people did all the time to get their kids into Harvard. Yeah, I thought that's just how the world worked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, you know, there's a whole bunch of memes going around because of this, and you know, it's been it's been an internet field day. Um, but somebody had um, had posted something about. Uh, hold on, let me find the actual post. Uh, no, the wildest thing here is that this is a scandal in white America. Like they mm -hmm. dead ass thought George W. Bush got into Yale and Harvard off ability. Like, <laughs> or look at the guy currently in the White House. I'm sure he got into some four year uh, school. He went to Wharton. Okay, well, I don't even know what the hell that is. Business school. That's uh, University of Pennsylvania, so it's Ivy League. Okay, but does that make him smarter than me? No, absolutely not. So, like, so here's the thing: like, college does not make you a smarter person than somebody else. And again, I'm not trying to offend people that have gone to college or have got, lived that life and gone through the lifestyle and everything. But like the way our society views so much is that going to college makes you smarter than people who haven't gone to college. And I feel like that's reinforced. Like every time we go to, let's say, I'm going to take a survey about how often I use Netflix or something. They always mm -hmm. want to know, what's your household income and how much college did you finish? And I'm like, why, why does this matter? Why does yeah. this matter to what television I watch or what survey I'm taking at the moment? This stuff shouldn't matter. And so I, you know, because I'm a loudmouth, I can't resist a good little sass on Twitter. I wrote kind of a strongly pointed tweet about like, you know, well, maybe college is a lie. Well, I, I didn't put it that way, but I was just kind of like, maybe we should just be examining the way that college is viewed in our society. Because you know what, fam, it ain't worth it sometimes. Um, and I, I still like the core of that message. I kind of like stick by like, and, and I got, I, I don't even want to say I got like pointed messages back. I didn't, I got healthy debate because the people I follow on Twitter are not trash. I got some healthy debate in response. And one of the things I got back was like, but what about medical school? And I was like, okay, that's fair. Like, you know, you have to have certain specialized training when you go to medical school. But even then, even then, where are you really learning? When it, when a doctor goes to medical school, where are they really learning? When they're doing their residency on yeah. job training, that's where they're really learning everything. But I mean, it's like you do everything in the classroom to prepare you for that on the job thing. So, yeah, I don't know. In, in my opinion, college is a great way to get four years of job experience and maybe not have to start at the bottom and work your way up. But like, if you don't go, to, like, but if you don't go to college, that doesn't make you a failure. And I would hope yeah. I'm living proof of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only shitty thing is, though, it's just like, you know, basically for any job now, they yes. are basically requiring you to have at least a bachelor's degree. A bachelor's degree now is the equivalent of a high school diploma 25 years ago. Fucking why? But, you know, I, I almost wonder if that's not going to work <clears throat> itself out as the economy continues to improve. I think that may be a side effect of the crappy economy we had a few years ago. And maybe it's like that continues to improve, improve, then the candidate pool is just going to get like less and less. I don't know. Like, I just. Yeah, because they basically want you to have a fucking four year right. degree but with five it... years of work experience for an entry level fucking administrative assistant job. It's this fucking entrapment because people go into debt to be able to pay for school that they then like can never pay back. And why? And I'm not yeah. I'm not getting on my whole like, oh, college should be free for everyone uh, platform. Though it I'm, should be, but OK. I, I'm well, I think at least community college should be. That should be an absolute given. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll not go. But um, but like it's one of those things where it's like. 
we need to start asking these questions like why is college really necessary for everybody to be successful yeah and maybe not i don't know yeah i mean i know plenty of successful people who don't hold yeah. high school diplomas or high school you, college diploma. i don't have one yeah you can learn a lot on the job and just getting out there and busting your butt and working for the, i mean you have to be willing to work from the bottom and work your way up but that yeah i feel like way. if you're if you're willing to work from the bottom and like you show that work ethic because i know plenty of people who have college degrees who are fucking dumbasses mm-hmm. like legitimate mouth breathers mm-hmm. um and I, I know people I know people that have written on like full on master's thesis and stuff that are like awesome people. So again, I don't want all the people with college degrees out there to hate me because like, no, but I'm just I'm just saying that like it's like you have to look at like the burden that 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 society places on like that you are a failure if you don't do this. Yeah. And I think even the people that have gone to college would say that's not really true for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So and then and then add into it this Hollywood mix of if your kid doesn't go to the name recognition school that has a real good basketball team or whatever, then like your kid's a failure in the Hollywood circles. And it's kind of like, again, I don't want to give these women excuses for what they did, but does it really surprise you? That's my point. Yeah, absolutely. Does not surprise me at all. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I know, God, I got really heavy and serious for what it was supposed to be a fun show, but like, it's just, it's just been on my mind, girl. It's just been on my mind. And something sometimes I we have to talk about serious shit and then we can get back to our so. regular, regularly scheduled dog and pony show. <laughs> I think so. I think Let's, so. Now back to our regularly scheduled shenanigans. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? We, okay. So the Netflix thing, uh, did you hear today? They canceled one day at a time. I did. I did hear about that. And I immediately thought about our previous conversation. Yeah. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things about it that really like makes me angry is that Netflix did absolutely no promotion for this show. Yeah. However, shows like insatiable that are fucking toxic and problematic and promote horrible, horrible things is still left on the air. Nobody asked for fucking insatiable. Nobody asked for a show about a big girl who loses weight. And then, um, like now her life is so much better. That's basically what that show is about. Ew. Wasn't that like an Amy Schumer movie like six months ago? I think so. I don't know. But, (laughs) um, yeah, nobody asked for that show. And yet that's still on the air, but the show like this, and like, like I said, I, I tried it and I couldn't get through the first episode, but you know, that's just because I was only half paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did try to watch it uh, some more, you know, while everyone was like, you need to watch the show, you need to watch the show. And Netflix claims that they canceled it because there weren't enough viewers. But well, yet Netflix won't tell you how many people are watching anything on that network. Exactly. So how do we know? And it's just like, yeah. you just wanted to cancel it and you wanted to use this bullshit excuse. Because let me tell you, as soon as there was rumors that, you know, it was going to be canceled, the fucking, my, at least my my Facebook feed went insane with like, y'all need to be watching the show. You need to be watching the show. So people were talking about it, but yeah. Netflix was just being an asshole. I do feel like there's a lot, but on the flip side, I do not that I excuse Netflix for canceling it. I I think it was a a poor decision that they didn't, they didn't explain well enough. And I think this is where their whole, well, we're not going to release numbers. I think this is where that decision is, is biting them in the ass because if like three times as many people are watching friends reruns as are watching one day at a time, then fucking prove it, fucking prove it. And then put the onus on us because we weren't watching it. You know what I mean? like prove it. And they're not willing to do that. Um, But I think there are a lot of people on Twitter who are like outraged who probably have never seen an episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Then you're just jumping on the bandwagon. There's jumping on the bandwagon of, of cancel, cancel culture. Yeah. You know, Netflix is canceled, but you know, I obviously this would be a huge opportunity for Hulu is the, is the obvious suitor here. And I don't know if you heard this other deal, Hulu partnered up with Spotify. So like if you have Spotify Premium, you have Hulu now. And that's oh. me. That's me. I never had Hulu before. I was stealing a friend's. But like now I do have Spotify Premium because I actually I you know, I actually really enjoy Spotify. Uh, and they don't pay me to say that. Yeah. So if you have Spotify Premium, you have Hulu now. So they announced that this week. Imagine is it if the Hulu, Hulu is it the basic Hulu with yeah, like Yeah, it's it's the basic with commercials, but okay, still Okay, I pay for the I pay for the one with no commercials cuz like I could, okay. I can't listen to the same six commercials 
over and over and over again while I'm binge watching something. But still, it's still like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like with T-Mobile, I have T-Mobile and I get, um, I get Netflix because I have T-Mobile. I get HBO Go. I just found out I've had HBO Go this whole time and never used it. You can watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Which I've never seen an episode, but it's a whole nother story. Rob's canceled, you guys. No, I'm not. I've been doing my other- canceled. I've been doing my other show Sunday nights for so- I've never- You know how that is. That is not an excuse. (laughs) I'm busy. Um, (laughs) My fat ass, you're busy. Yeah, my cottage cheese ass. (laughs) Where is- where was I going with the one day at a time talk? I don't know. They like, I just, I refuse to believe that more people were watching the Chelsea Handler talk show, which they she kept alive, too. but they made it sound like it was her own decision. Mm-hmm. Like they had, here's the thing. I, I kind of like Chelsea Handler. Like, I think she does some stupid shit, but when I'm in a mood, I think she's really funny. And like, Mm -hmm. I thought her little documentary thing that she did on Netflix, I thought most of those were pretty darn good, actually. And I used to really like her e-show. Her Netflix thing was okay, but it was like, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then after that didn't work for the first season, it was like, okay, it's once a week. And it was just like, so like, that's not how nightly talk shows work. Except for last week tonight. That's the only one that really does well with once a week. Yes, and probably that's because that show is almost made to be reposted on Facebook feeds. Yeah. So that show kind of lives through like a different means. But anyway, I don't know why I made this suddenly about Chelsea Handler, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I just, I refuse to believe that more people were watching that than were watching one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can try to turn this into a whole like Netflix originals kind of thing because like I've been, I really like um, Glow is one of my favorite Netflix shows. Mm. I really love Glow um also if you haven't watched um the show what's it the fix watch the fix i think you'd really like it Um, what's that about i still need to watch the russia doll or whatever the natasha well okay so the fix is not something that you have to really pay attention to because it's like a comedy show um it's uh jimmy carr hosts uh this like talk show kind of thing where they handle a topic every week. So like they have one where they talk about like artificial intelligence and they have one where they talk about like the age gap and stuff like that. And then they have four comedians up there who come up with like hilarious quote unquote fixes to these problems. Mm -hmm. And so it's, uh, it's always DL Hughley and, uh, Catherine, I forget her, her other, her last name. Um, and they, they have rotating, um, rotating like comedians for the second seats on both teams and um it's really really funny like i honestly think you'd love it you like that kind of like topical humor kind of thing yeah it's 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 definitely that it's definitely topical humor so i said watch it it's it's just a good background show so i've been i've been upset i don't know if i should admit this on the podcast but i'm gonna okay I've been like obsessed with watching like Rachel Maddow and MSNBC stuff for like the past couple months I have to I haven't talked, no, I haven't talked about this a lot, but like, I'm obsessed with like Trump's big day of reckoning coming. Like, mm. I can't, and I know it's a problem. I know that 24 news, seven news cycle is unhealthy, but like, I can't help myself. Like, I mean, when, you know, I mean, the schadenfreude is going to be so real. Like, right? it's so real whenever shit goes wrong. It's just like, oh, where's the popcorn? But also that kind of thing is maddening because it's like, okay, this isn't enough. Mm-hmm. This? Yeah. What yeah. else is it going to take? No, and like lover or hater, and I don't necessarily 100% agree with everything she does, but like with Rachel Maddow, like she does a really good job of laying it out in a way where you're like, huh, that is kind of fucked up. You yeah. know, like she's she's really good at that. So I can't, yeah, that's like, I've, I've been watching it almost every night for like the past two months. Oh my but, God. But to be fair... I'll watch it while I'm playing World of Warcraft. So I'm not like really watching it. I'm just like actively listening mm-hmm. while I'm doing my meditation or whatever you want to call it. Storming the, the castle. Storming the well, I don't I don't do that raid and all this. I just play by myself. I just do yeah, like you the, do. there's there's a, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do wow masturbation. That's all I really do. Um I play with myself. So um so Rob and I are for obviously because we record this show on Discord. So yeah. Rob and I, you know, are friends on Discord, 
Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you when one of your friends is like playing a game or listening to Spotify. And every <laughs> so often I'll go on there and look and it says, it says Rob Roberts. And it's like playing World of Warcraft. And I just roll my eyes and shake my head. <laughs> but also my video game consoles don't push to Discord. So when I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3 or Beat Saber, you don't know that. Mm. You only know I wow. Can, I think you can put like the either I think the Xbox or Xbox. the PS4. You can, you can do Xbox, Xbox, okay. Microsoft, Microsoft and Discord have a thing, but I don't play my Xbox as much. I play my wow. Xbox all the time. Do you have an Xbox? That was a vagina joke. Oh. Yeah, still gay. Anyway, yeah. uh <laughs> so oh God damn it. I forgot to mention my Hulu thing. So Hulu, okay, so imagine. Hulu gives away their service to Spotify people and saves one day at a time in the same month. That is going to be some B D E to compete with Netflix. Hell yeah, it is. So we'll see what happens. I think they're going to do it. I think Hulu's going to do it. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, we saw what, uh, you know, the, the joy that NBC created when they saved Brooklyn nine, nine. Yeah. Which that show is fucking incredible. And I'm, you know, I'm sure one day at a time is kind of expensive because Rita Moreno, like I'm sure she makes bank and she, or she fucking earned it. You should pay that bitch. But you know, I think there was a whole other thing too, where, cause I read something where it was like, Netflix just wants to get rid of the show because it's Sony television show. And if they can make their own in-house Latin family sitcom, because I don't know if you read the going away message on Netflix, but it was very like, just because we're getting rid of this story doesn't mean that we believe stories like this shouldn't be told and mm. all this stuff. So it almost is like setting the stage for them to like basically steal the show and make it something different. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Hulu does pick it up. Cause that'd be really awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, let's see one more, one more quick thing I wanted to ask you about. Cause I know, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're not a big gamer. I'm not. But- Surely you've been following some of this information about Harry Potter Wizards Unite. So Harry Potter Wizards Unite is a new Harry Potter game, obviously, and that's why it's relevant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's by the makers of Pokemon Go in partnership with a studio within Warner Brothers, likely for all the Harry Potter stuff to make sure they don't fuck up the lore and that they get, you know, artwork assets and things like that. So like a bunch of information came out on Harry Potter Wizards Unite this week. And what's interesting, it's not going to have teams at all. Everybody was kind of assuming that you would represent one of the four houses. And I think you still do, but you don't like fight the other teams like you do in Pokemon Go or even Ingress, their other game. You don't do that. Um, I guess a lot of it is going to be looking for foundables. And I don't know a lot of this like Harry Potter technology and stuff, but I guess you're going to, what What do they say about the game? They say um, it's coming. Well, it's going to be coming out at some point in 2019. Um, it's a post Deathly Hallows Harry Potter world. A MacGuffin event has caused magical items and creatures to appear all over the muggle world, threatening to expose the existence of magic. Witches and wizards are being recruited to track these things down and deal with them. So, um, and you might actually find characters, I guess, from the the books and stuff on your travels. And you are part of the SOS squad, the Statute of Secrecy squad. And so you track down these things, which I guess are the foundables, and that's how you do it. So anyway, um, there's, you know, the parks, the landmarks, and all that stuff from Pokemon Go. That will all transfer into this game, except it's going to be like inns and greenhouses and places places with dark detectors that that will show more uh monsters i guess and you actually draw little spells on the stream on the screen excuse me instead of like throwing the pokeball you can like cast little spells by drawing a pattern and you can do things like expecto patronum and cast spells that's cute so i i, I is this going to make you a gamer i mean i don't know like i was playing that i was playing that harry potter um Sports mystery game for a while like i was playing that regularly up until about mm, two months ago um what happened you hit a wall uh, yeah and they update they would take forever to fucking update like i'm i'm like mostly through my fifth year and they weren't prepared for people to like play the game all the way through Mm. so i would have to wait like i think one time i waited three weeks for an update 
Oh, Lord. Yeah. And so, like, I'm sorry. Like, the mystery isn't that interesting for me to know, like, want to die and know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I'm sure I can just Google spoilers. Like, okay, what happened to the brother? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's basically the whole thing is, like, you're trying to find your brother who went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... um you know, I'm five years in and I don't know what happened to him. Like, come on. Right. Um, so, I mean, I might play this for a little while and just to see what it's like. But, like, I'm looking at the thing now and I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care that much. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it's going to be, like, how does it work with other people? Is it going to be fun to play with other people? I'm a sucker for these, like, real world games. Because I think it's, I think the concept of, like, turning real world places into game locations, I'm, like... I, I find that very fascinating and I play a lot of, I've tried a lot of games that kind of use that concept. Some are good, some are real bad. Um, but like, I find that like Pokemon Go, part of the reason that works is that that's something you can do like in a small group of people and it's still really fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I kind of feel like if Harry Potter kind of ex- encourages that whole team up and exploration, that whole stuff, I think people will be really into it. I don't know. We'll see though. Yeah. I really hope it's, I hope it's successful. Um, and I'll probably give it a, give it a shot for, uh, you know, a while, a little while until I'm like over it. Cause basically this was happening with the fucking Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery. And, like every so often I'll go back in there and try to do it. Like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this game and like go back in there and then I'll do one of the classes and then forget to come back and finish it. And then I just get mad and I don't want to do it anymore. If nothing else, it'll be more lore, lore for your role play nerd. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I already know, like, come on like <laughs> and it's post deathly hollow so that doesn't really apply to anything that i that i write uh, okay. um because i don't really care for like i i don't like harry ron and hermione's characters um mm. i prefer um the uh the stuff that happened like before the events of the books happened so like everything like with harry's parents and like that whole like the first wizarding war that's what i like um and like the you know, the shit that I do right that I'm doing right now is um uh set in the fifties. So during hmm. Voldemort's like very first, like barely starting to start the uprising. Hmm. Um, so that's really fun. But like that's the kind of stuff that I like. I don't really like the stuff that's like already set in stone, like or it's okay, we already have this because of the books say this is what happens. Also, everything post Deathly Hollows, I'm sick of it because of fucking cursed child and that steaming pile of horse shit that deathly hall or that not at deathly hollows that cursed child is oh you're not a fan huh oh my god i threw my book i threw my copy of it when i when i read like the big you know oh the big reveal thing i was just like are you fucking kidding me i threw what kind of my immortal bullshit is that like it is some horrible fan fiction my immortal bullshit do you refuse to see it on stage because of your reaction to the the reading the printed? Version? I don't want to sit there for six hours. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was a six hour thing until just recently because I guess yeah, doing it's a, two a parts. Of, yeah, it's like Angels in America or some yeah. shit. Like it's two yeah. plays. Um. Yeah. So my friend Jamie saw it in London uh, a couple of years ago, and she said the staging is spectacular, and that's the only thing that could make me like want to go see it. But oh, you'd just be looking at the costumes. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at the costumes and the and the staging, like just like how yeah. they how they put this on to make things fly around to make it look like magic. But I just cannot get over the shitty, shitty storytelling <laughs> and the straight up like fucking noob ass RP bullshit <laughs> that is this oh. fucking big twist ending. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, I'm trying not to tell you what it is, like what the twist right. ending is, because I don't want to be a spoiler. That's that's probably best. Um, I'll tell you when we stop recording. Okay. But, like, it makes me so angry. <laughs> All and, right. Like, it, it ties into the whole thing where, like, how do super shitty writers continue to get, like, success? Like, fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. Like... Uh, there was a young adult series called The Selection that was really bad, but is really popular. Like, it just makes me, it's like, okay, I'm a much better writer than all of these people. And yet every time I try to get something like published, I'm told no, 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 no. Well, because all those people went to college, Victoria. But Yeah, their parents paid $500,000 to get them into <laughs> USC. 
<sighs> and fuck us for not doing it. <sighs> anyway, um, so I we didn't get a lot of tweets, and I don't even remember what some of this was in context to. Oh, because I posted a tweet about. Do you remember when I was trying to explain the Hogan family to you last week? Yes. We were talking about Valerie and the Hogan, or two weeks ago, or whenever it was. We did get um, our, a, a reply from uh, Junior Magic San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Miss Jarrett. Oh, okay. Saying I had such a crush on Jason Bateman because Jason Bateman was like a like teenager on this show. So like definitely like I I feel that like definitely like early gay crush like when you're like young and figuring things out for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, because that was the age we would have been around when that show was on the TV. Sure. So there you go. And uh, we had a very sweet tweet from uh, Am Colburn who said, "Just listen to episode 14. OMG, I missed you guys. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys are coming you. back. And I don't remember if we read this one. This might have been on the last show, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, Paul, who you might remember, kind of wrote that first tweet that made me reach out and be like, "Bitch, why aren't we doing this again?" Um, mm-hmm. Paul wrote and said, finally got to listen to the podcast and thanks for the shout out. I'm happy to hear you two again. Definitely made my day. You did read that one last time, but oh, I'm very bad. glad to hear it again. And thank you again, Paul, because I I'm glad to be doing this show again. We lose a week and I lose track completely of fucking time. So that's because you're an old lady. I know I am. It's you're, time for we're going to put you in the home next to Betty White. It's time for, oh no, she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> You're next, bitch. <laughs> no. It's time for Matt. It's time for Matlock and a nap. Jesus. All right. Mm. Uh, I think that's it for another episode. That's everything on my list. Unless you have yes. some else. I think we're done. Enjoy your time in Seattle. I love Seattle. I know I you're, do too. I know you're conventioning it up, but I hope you get to go out and see some things and, and go to the fisherman's market and all, or what do they call it? Pike's market, whatever. I went uh, last time and I was like, okay. just don't take me to where they're throwing the fucking fish. I don't want to see that. Oh yeah, that's that's one small part of a large, large place. I know. We went we went saw a couple of things last time and it was uh, funny because like I went and walked through there dressed as Alphaba and everyone uh, was staring at me like, What the fuck is this bitch doing? They're like trying to like take your picture and tip you. Yeah, trying to like subtly take my picture without me noticing and I'm like, I will you can just ask. Like <laughs> I will stand here and pose for you. You just have to ask first. Like you're not one of those people that's going to be like holding your hand out for a tip. Yeah, like I am a cosplayer. I am not a street dress up person. Which I didn't realize there were a lot of those in Vegas, and they all hang out in front of the Bellagio fountains. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's go. a good way. I mean, that's what Derek Barry did. She was Britney on the Strip for really how long. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there was there were showgirls. It's a lot of it's not just like people in the Mickey Mouse and Batman costumes and stuff, but like there were showgirls that would be like, let us take your picture or let us get a picture with you and stuff. And they're kind of the same thing. One of them smacked Melody on the ass. I was like, get it, girl. Oh, nice. Get it. That one was on the house, I guess. Getting some action while you're in Vegas. Get it, bitch. More action. You better work, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That's I think I think on the Britney gospel, we shall end another episode of speaking and crying. Um, so thanks. Have a great time in Seattle and we'll, we'll dish again next week. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. You guys shaking, crying on Twitter. Are we back on Instagram yet? I no, not yet. Okay. Well, we'll work on it. So in the meantime, uh, that's it. Bye. Bye.